Joan Hogan, as Bob just said, and trying to appreciate his humor. I'm working on it. Mm, yes, but uh, we're here for the Prairie Doc radio program. Rick Rome, our Prairie Doc, has found a warmer climb for this week, and he isn't here, so I'm so happy to welcome Andrew Ellsworth, a family medicine physician with the Avira Medical Group Brookings. Good morning, Joan. I should say welcome back. You've been on this program more than once. Handful. Yeah, not too many, yeah, but a few. Yeah, well, we're, we're happy to have you here. Did you and your lovely wife enjoy the Christmas holiday with your kids? We we did. We did. You know, the first weekend, holiday weekend there with Christmas, we went to both uh, both our folks. And so, but this, uh, for New Year's, we mostly just stayed home. So that was sure nice. That's nice. You yeah. know, when you have young kids, it's great to visit family. Oh, it but is, also, it's wonderful to just be home with yes, them. Yes, play some and games. They get their new and, toys and you oh, get yeah. board games out and they just have a great yeah, time. My daughter, she loves to create things. We were cutting up snowflakes out of coffee filters and we were <laughs> making necklaces out of pipe cleaners and beads. And They love doing that. Times. How old is she now? Five. Five, okay. We had a... Our granddaughter is six, was the youngest one with us. And you, it's so much fun when they're that young and you can enjoy mm-hmm. their, the wonders of Christmas with them because it is wondrous for them. Well, we're into a new year. Happy New Year to everyone listening. We're happy to have you listening. Dr. Holm, as I said, is vacationing. However, tomorrow night he will be on television via the wonders of uh, TV and taping. And uh, I know he's mentioned before that in the Sometime in November, or it was September, October, somewhere, he went to Rapid City and taped three or four programs. And one of those programs is going to be run tomorrow night on call. And he was with a Rapid City physician, Jennifer May, who is uh, with the Rapid City Medical Center. And the two of them talked quite a bit about dealing with chronic pain, which is a real thing, a real issue. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. I'm really looking to uh, that show. Um, I'll just point out, yeah, it's not a rerun. It's no. not live, but it's not a rerun. It, it's it's they they made it, and this will be the first time they show it. And uh, really interesting, especially with the with the news about the op- opioid epidemic and and all the all the uh, all the pain medicines and and trying to curb the use of them. You know what else? What are other options for for chronic pain? So that'll be a nice episode. Should be an excellent show. We're looking forward to it. Today we have an excellent show because we have Dr. Ellsworth with us, and what we need to do is to uh, reach out to all of you to call with any questions you might have of a medical nature. We'd be glad to respond to those. And as I've mentioned in the past week, of course our number here is six nine two fourteen thirty. But if you're listening away from Brookings, be sure to call six zero five. 692-1430. As uh, most of you are aware, there's many ways to listen to KBRK. You can go to their website. You don't have to be in the Brookings area, and you can go to um, Dr. Holmes' website and pick it up. So anyway, if you are listening out of town and you have a question, we'd love to have you call in at 605-692-1430. For you local yokels, just call 692-1430. No 605. We would be glad to address any concerns you might have right after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. As I mentioned at the outset, Dr. Holm is vacationing, and with me today is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth, who's with a, a family medicine physician with the Avira Medical Group Brookings. As a family medifis- medicine physician, you really deal with all ages, right? You have the little ones to the older ones. Yeah, yeah, and more than just the all, all ages, all issues, it's, you know, the the entire family, and so then you, you've got kind of, I, I get 
more background information there and I can kind of look at things with the whole picture, which I think is really helpful. That's great. And I wish more physicians were going into family medicine. That's, that's uh, kind of a problem now, isn't it? Yeah, you know, we just uh, we uh, kind of push doctors uh, into be specializing more and more and more, but uh, sometimes that just kind of pigeonholes what you can do, and, and uh, it's not really what we need more and more of in the country. We need more docs that are willing to take care of, uh, uh, er, you know, people in the in, 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 in individuals. Not specific problems, but yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> You're more yeah. interested in people than problems, Yeah, right? and, and the studies have shown that that uh, makes for better care, better quality care um, at, at, a, at a cheaper cost and uh, better outcomes. And well, uh, so... Well, we, yeah. we hope that more physicians going into the practice, more people going into the practice will consider family medicine. I think it's a wonderful thing. Either that or internal medicine, but still internal medicine then kind of limits itself to an older population. I think family medicine really covers it all. We can say that without the, Dr. Home the, in the room, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of burnout in primary care, unfortunately. Oh. You know, dealing with chronic conditions and things that might not get too much better. Um, but uh, I think as, as a family doc, being able to see the whole picture and, and, and take care of uh, everything gives a little more variety and which then helps keep things more exciting and helps uh, deepen the relationship with my patients, which is the most rewarding part. And so I think that's what helps keep me going. Well, that's great. See, as we mentioned uh, earlier, chronic pain is going to be discussed tomorrow night on South Dakota Public TV and Dr. Holmes' program. I'm just curious to know, we know that chronic pain affects many people. Many, many conditions can be the source of chronic pain. How do you deal with your patients who suffer with chronic pain? Well, you know, obviously it's, it's going to cover a wide range of things, so it kind of depends on the situation. I mean, you know, you, you think of back pain, but there's, there's also uh, foot pain, neuropathic pain. So some people have uh, a lot of problems with pain in their feet, and is that, a, is that a, uh, a problem because of the nerves, maybe because of diabetes, or is it a problem because of circulation, or is it a, a problem because of their back, actually, that's making pain down in their feet? Um, is it, uh, you know, is it headaches? Is the headaches their problem? Or, or fibromyalgia, which can cause pain kind of all over different spots in the body? Or is it more of a depression? You know, you hear the saying, depression hurts. You know, the, the mind is so powerful over the body. And, uh, and so, um, th you know, and so then there's the, the mix of all those factors that can, that can cause pain for people. Um, and so, you know, you, I think since pain can come from many different sources and reasons, I think you got to tackle it from a lot of different angles. Well, there, I, I know there are specialists probably in Sioux Falls, maybe even here in Brookings, who deal just with chronic pain. When do you get to the point that you might send one of your patients to a specialist? Or do you just for chronic, to deal with chronic pain? You know, unfortunately, there's not as many of those doctors There's available. very few of them? Okay. Yeah, you know, it, there are some. And if you can get someone into them, great. But it can be kind of tough to get them into them. And some of them aren't taking new patients and such. Wow. So you kind of got to... You got to um, deal with it on your own. Yeah, right? yeah. You Find know, you a way refer to help when them. you can. Um, but uh, um, you know, so you got to look at each situation and 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 see what we can do. Um, 
you know, okay, so the number, you know, back pain, of course, would be a common reason. What can we do about it? Well, um, in, no matter what you'd like, you know, it, you, a person might think, okay, we want to go do surgery. Well, unfortunately, back surgery is about 50-50 whether it's going to be helpful. Which is really tough for someone yes. with back pain. You just think, yes. do the surgery, do, be done, it, get be rid done. of it. It yeah, doesn't, yeah. 50% of the time, it won't help. And guarantee before they're going to consider surgery, they're going to want you to try physical therapy. Um, and, uh, and that's because physical therapy can really be helpful. You know, we're talking stretches and exercises. And you might think, oh, what's that supposed to do? It is amazing how that can help. It really helps to get the body moving and and i know these pr listeners have heard this They've from heard somewhere more than once. from more someone than before <laughs> uh, but it really is true it, it helps to uh to get the body moving and you know if you want to one of the worst things you can do with back pain is just lay on the couch because it just gets it will worse not and get worse. better yeah yeah you really have to mm -hmm. move well you i'm sure you deal with this and find different ways the one thing that scares me and probably is frightening for most people today is the use of opioids. Doctors continue to prescribe opioids. Why? Why do they prescribe it if we know how dangerous they are? Well, because we want to help people. Yeah, but you're hurting them too. So how right. does it help and hurt? Right. What's the story on opioids? Yeah, yeah. It's a tough one. You know, it, 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 it's, it's nice that it's been in the news and people are more aware of it. And so that's really helpful because Maybe even five years ago, it might have been hard for me to talk someone out of demanding an opioid prescription. Um, whereas now I can more easily talk them into trying something else, such as physical therapy or other NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, like you know, in the family of ibuprofen or Aleve or Motrin or naproxen and meloxicam and diclofenac. I mean, there's a wide range of those that. Some of them might not be helpful for you, but others might be helpful for you. So they're, they're worth a try too. But, uh, you know, doctors have, uh, are, are part of the, were part of the problem. It kind of stemmed from the government said, okay, you need to get people's pain under control and ask them on a scale of one to 10, how's your pain? Or show them a, a picture of these smiley faces and frowns and which <laughs> ones. That's uh, a good how way of feeling. diagnosing. And if you're not it? getting everyone's pain to zero, you're not a very good doctor. Okay, well, so because they were, you know, using this as a, a quality uh, uh, tool um, and uh, saying, oh, if their pain's not controlled, well, we can't get everyone's pain down to zero, unfortunately, but we want to get people functioning, at least, and, and as best they can get. Um, but, you know, so, so with the opioids, for now, maybe we can get it down to zero, but then it's creating more problems, obviously. The addiction right. and the tolerance issues where they, it helps, but then you need more and more for it to help. Uh, and, and it's a vicious cycle then. Um, and so, and then it can also kind of make their pain worse. The opioid can. Right. How is that? Because it kind of triggers their pain receptors to be hyperstimulated oh. in a way. And so, be so by, you by need more you're shutting those off, but then, yeah, yeah and you oh, need more. And, okay. and then okay. even later, things that sh wouldn't have hurt as much hurt more. So yeah. the use of opioids then under control makes sense because it can reduce the pain almost immediately, but then you have to wean them off quickly. Is yeah. that it? Yeah. They, the studies have showed that the shorter the initial prescription, 
of opioid. It used to be maybe you'd go have surgery and the orthopedic surgeon, and some of them might still do this, send you home with 30 or 60 or 90 or 120 pills. And that way you've got enough to last you through by the time you should get better. Well, if you're taking it for over a week, good chance you're going to want, want it uh. longer and longer. So if you can, you know, there's certainly plenty of situations where they are appropriate to take. And you probably should or, you know, depending, you consider it, right? taking them. You need them. But, uh, but hopefully only for a couple of days. Okay, well, that's, that kind of answers the question on opioids, which has been frightening in the news for us non-medical people because we know doctors are prescribing them. So the only other thing I want to say about the opioid use is, is, is we're aware of it as doctors and we're working on it. We can't just stop or we'd be abandoning a lot of people or not helping other people that are getting pain. But uh, we're cutting down and trying to limit as much as we can. And that's been helpful. It's it's, I, I saw a statistic, it's somewhere between 30 and 50% fewer prescriptions and fewer, fewer opioids in the last couple of years or last year compared to the year before or something like that. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. But overdoses are still tripling and doubling and stuff. So it's obviously it's not the only source of the problem, unfortunately, uh, you know, because people illegal. can still get them illegally the or, yeah. yeah. So right now it's not just the prescriptions, but it's illegal right. use too, which yeah. seems to happen with so many drugs. Well, we're going to take our next break. Maybe we can get on a higher note when we return. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. As I mentioned earlier, if you just tuned in, Dr. Holm is not here. He's on vacation, but with me today is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth, who is a family medicine physician with the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Glad to have you here, Andrew. Good, Good to be discussion here, John. on opioids and whatever happens yeah. with them. We we yeah. do hope we do know that doctors are prescribing them much less and much more carefully and prescribing them where they're needed. And yeah. of course, if you have a patient in opioids. You're really watching them closely now, and you're making sure that they're right. weaning off of them, correct? We yeah. won't, we try as best we can yeah. and encourage them as best we can. It's tough. It is yeah. just tough for them. So the best way is to not get hooked or on them too long in the first place. Okay. Um, you know, but and then looking into the alternatives to them. Like we talked a little bit about um, uh, uh, on how depression can hurt. And so... It is amazing how some antidepressant medications can be helpful. We talked about exercise and how important exercise and physical therapy uh, can be helpful for chronic pain. Um, for some nerve pains, there's some uh, medication that can be helpful for nerve pain, like neuropathy, neuropathic pain. So gabapentin and Lyrica or Neurontin can be helpful for, for those. Um, we, uh, you have to consider, um, once again, when we talk about the mind controlling over the body and the pain, you know, kind of refocusing, I think is, is maybe a one way to look at it. And so they might real, they'll probably touch it on the, sh on the show, but, uh, Dr. Uh, Holm had, uh, uh, was interested in, in, in this book about how writing can be helpful and he's how he's, and how before. he's found writing right. to be helpful. And I think that basically what you're doing is you're just kind of uh, helping the body to focus on something else. I mean, if you're sitting at home focusing on how much pain I'm in all the time, you're going to hurt. And you're going to start making it easier for your body to think that, to know that you're in pain. Whereas if you can distract your body or focus on something else, 
by getting out and, and writing or sitting down and just writing. You can do that at home anytime. And th- writing down your thoughts for half an hour every day. And, uh, and I find writing and, and reading to be therapeutic and helpful too, for sure. And so that's one, another way you can kind of help refocus and, and, uh, um, or going and doing yoga meditation, prayer. There's tons of evidence that prayer and meditation are are helpful for people for numerous conditions. You know, in the wintertime, there's the condition called SAD, seasonal affective affective disorder. disorder. So people sometimes in the winter do become face depression and have problems with depression. I think all the things you just suggested would be very beneficial to them. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's funny, uh, with the, the funny, whatever the sad (laughs) for, (laughs) for sad, um, how important light is for that. And so they make these lamps that can put out light to help brighten your day. So if you're uh, going to take the time to write, also yeah, make sure that yeah. lamp is on your desk, right? They even had that for residency because we'd be inside all day, you know, in the hospital for days on end, not going outside. So they'd uh, put light on us. They bought one of these lamps to sit next to our computer to shine light on us to help us from getting seasonal affective disorder. That's really interesting. <laughs> I wonder if uh, yeah. studies have shown that it's, more common the farther north you are away yep. from the sun. I'll bet yep. that's true. If you're mm-hmm. down in Florida or Texas or Arizona, it no might reason not for them to be sad. No, down there. they can't be sad. They'd be all <laughs> Especially right. on a day like today. They're getting a lot more. <laughs> Although no, it's it, sunny today. Yeah, it is sunny. Yeah, it's but better. It's, it's going to get warmer too. It's every just not as hour. cold as it has been. Boy, that was cold. Oh, that cold was really cold. I just thought it just keeps seeping in through the house. It was almost too much, but uh, we, we got through it. So, well, I think the the uh, information you've just given or the hints you've given would really help people with depression, and especially the exercise, which I know mm-hmm. Dr. Holm emphasizes, mm-hmm. but he emphasizes it for a good reason. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. Ne- it makes a difference in pain or in depression if you just get out and get moving. And counseling. We didn't talk about counseling. That obviously, it, it really helps to uh, share with someone how you're feeling. Talk to someone. It, it's just not helpful to let that boil up inside. And whether that's from pain or depression or anxiety or whatever. Whatever it is. Um, if you can find someone to talk to, whether that's a professional or you know, or a friend or uh, you know, the counseling really people. helps. Yeah. yeah. And if you if you have a need, I think fortunately in the past 20 years at least, the uh, onus of having depression is not as it had been. It's yeah. just not, you know, people can actually admit I deal with depression and they can go to a counselor. Whereas yeah. maybe 30 years ago, you'd never tell anyone or you wouldn't get a counselor. And mm. quite often, yeah. Dr. Holm has mentioned, it's usually men who are the last to go for counseling yeah they just can handle it they're tough right you're strong you don't need to talk yeah Uh (laughs) uh-huh it doesn't work them norwegians them norwegians yes they'll keep it all in well the counseling would be a great help see while we were talking we had one person call with a problem of pain that maybe there is something that can help bringing in her ears what can be done to alleviate the pain of ringing in your ears there is such a condition where you just have T- tinnitus Tin- or it. tinnitus. It's tinnitus. pronounced both ways. Uh, but uh, the uh, one of the n- top causes of that is hearing loss, actually. Ah. 
And so the, you know, other than getting examined and taking a look in there, maybe there's some wax that can come out. Sometimes that does the trick. Uh, or maybe you're taking too much aspirin all the time. Maybe that's causing it. Um, but I didn't realize that aspirin would affect it. Yeah. That's interesting. Can, yeah. Um, or maybe you're low on some vitamin. Uh, I think, uh, is it zinc sometimes can be helpful. Uh, but uh, uh, you should probably get your hearing tested and then consider looking into hearing aids. And that'll and make a difference. That can make a difference wow. for sure. Yep. Well, those yep. are some helpful yeah. hints for her. Hope it helps. Well, we're due to take a break. We appreciate any call that you might have, 692-1430, and we will be back right after this. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Joan Hogan here, and with me in the studio is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth, who's a family medicine physician with the Avira Medical Group Brookings. I'm happy to report people do worry when Dr. Holm is in here. I have to keep reporting. Sure, yeah. He's healthy. He's fine. He's sailing, God love him, but we're not. And so. he's making plans for next year's season, too. I know. He's already yeah. working on next year and planning the future. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's one thing that has helped him recover yes, from all sure. that he's gone through he won't stop he's just there's too much to do and he keeps doing when it. when people have a purpose and a passion they do so much better with their health it really makes a difference that's mm-hmm. why i think it's difficult when people retire all of a sudden there's no reason for me being which is just sad you know because mm-hmm. we to need find. those people for so many things <laughs> there are reasons we for do them there to are be. there's right. plenty of things for them to do right. if if they want to or but willing. if they just retire and stop everything that's yeah. not good not yeah. a good way to be so yeah. obviously that's not going to be in they Dr. can call Holmes. 211 okay. and uh, talk for the volunteer hotline and and uh, find out some things that they could help with you just dial those three numbers, huh? 211. 211, and yep. boy, that'd be a great way for you to get through this winter, too. If you yeah. you know, don't have a lot going on, wonder what are you going to do all winter long. If you're not heading to the sun of Arizona or the beaches of Florida, right. you're going to be right here in the winter suffering through it. Give a call <laughs> to 211 because they'll find a use for you, right? Joan, there's a lot of nice things about living around here, too. You're sure, sure. You know. No, no. <laughs> Listen, I spent many, many, many winters in South Dakota, and I'm very happy to have my few weeks in Florida. I think I earned them. I do. Well, you know, I catch up with family, too, which is really yeah. positive. When we yeah. drive to Florida, we spend four days in St. Louis, which is where all of Ed's family live, hmm. and so we visit all the Hogan's in St. Louis. I could go to Chicago to visit the, my family, but they're all in Florida, so <laughs> They get to Florida, too. Mm-hmm. So when we get to Florida, we spend a few days with one sister, another day with my brother. And just, you know, it's a good way to catch yes. up with family. And yes. we enjoy that. Yeah. But we do. We've lived here over 50 years. So there's a reason that's, we stayed in South Dakota. Good. We're pretty that's darn good. happy here. It's a beautiful place to live. And there's beauty about the winter. Don't you think yes. the days, oh. I, my, the day when you have that frost on all the trees, yeah. oh, it's just you wake up in the morning, you see that, and where else in the world do you see a beautiful day or like that? the morning after a blizzard, oh. yeah, with the snow on oh, the trees. Oh, it's just gorgeous. And we have the most beautiful, huge snowman in our front yard two hmm. of our grandsons got out <laughs> and they built the biggest i couldn't believe they built that thing and they said it's probably going to last all winter and my grandson came in and he said you got a scarf and he came back you got another scarf uh-huh. i said what well one isn't big enough for him it's a big snowman drive by our house folks <laughs> you you can't believe it so there's two scarves around his neck it snowed after that so they kind of covered up the scarves they had the cutest face on him that got covered up i think ed and i need to go out and 
maybe brush off some of that snow so we can show them off. But we do love winter here, but we also love to get out of it if we can. Say, we, while I was gabbing away, we had another caller who was curious about rheumatism and arthritis. And I've kind of had both, but I, I know they're separate. They're different. What's the difference between rheumatism and arthritis? Well, they both affect the joints. Okay. Um, arthritis typically is more of a degenerative, wearing down over time process. That's probably why I have it. Degenerative, and, I'm right. wearing down. Right? I mean, basically everyone gets a degree of that uh, over time. You know, because you, your you joints do, just play yeah, and get exactly. worn out. Yeah, right. you do an uh, x-ray of anyone, and even a 30-year-old knee, there's going to be some degenerative changes. Okay. Uh, but uh, um, uh, and rheumatoid arthritis, so it still affects the joints, but they're, they're the bodies attacking the joint itself. An autoimmune. An autoimmune ah, disease. Okay. Yep. So autoimmune diseases are just ugly. They run in yeah. our family. I don't like them. Yeah. We have MS yeah. and we have celiac and just, mm. just so many autoimmune diseases. Why does your body attack itself? Why? What is the deal with autoimmune? It's, uh, you know, it depends on which type of disease and what's going on. But basically the body's forming little antibodies and, and, and thinking that it's attacking something else when it's unfortunately attacking yourself. And, and so uh, why? I mean, there's so many times where we don't really know why. Have we found that it's inherited, though? If some it can be, yeah. Mm -hmm. Some families have yeah. the inherited tendencies. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that you hear a lot about that you did not before is Parkinson's. That seems to be on the rise, or is it on the rise because I'm getting older and I know older people Probably with it. the latter. I don't oh, know. You, right. know. you don't and, think and, it's and, on. And, and, and people, you know, as our population ages, we're going to see more of it too. More Parkinson's. Yeah, and yeah. Before, you know, if before, if you died of a heart attack at 50 years old, you know, then you, were you weren't going to get <laughs> Parkinson's <laughs> right. later when you were 70. Right. Okay. Yeah. But, and we found a lot of uh, breakthroughs with Parkinson's where people are doing well for a longer period of time once it's diagnosed, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Do you have m much of your patient load dealing with that? Yeah, I do. You have do? Some. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. yep. And medicines usually can. Well, it, you off know, for the unfortunately, while? yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it, 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 the, they can help. They can be helpful, but then over time, they don't help as much. So. Yeah. Well, it's a condition that we know you're not going to survive. It's yeah. sorry to say, but yeah. well, all of us are not going to live forever. That right. much we know. And while right. we're living, we can avoid depression right. and a lot of other things. But you know, one thing my my, my grandpa had a, a degree of that, and he had this uh, shaking machine that would help to shake him. That helped with movement. And it, That's in the end, and then and and he found and and he started going to. Uh, the pool for therapy there, and, and he felt better at uh, 80 than he did at 70, he felt, you know. So uh, it's one of those things where once you be active and you, and you move and you... Um, the exercise really exercise made a difference. Exercise really makes a difference. Yeah. You'd swear Dr. Holm was standing over your uh, shoulder right now. <laughs> 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 Talk about exercise, please. But he's right, and you're right. Yeah. And we, we all kind of know it. If you do some... For instance, in the past month, I've been so busy with preparing for Christmas and doing everything. I have not gotten to the gym. And every morning I wake up and I'm a little stiffer and a little sore. And I think it's because I'm working hard. I think it's because I'm not exercising. Oh, good point. Yes. It's New Year's. New, res New Year's resolutions okay. and losing weight. I get people that lost weight all the time in my clinic. I, they come back to see me. They lost 50 pounds. 
and and they feel like a million bucks and they have mm, their aches and pains are gone or a lot less typically and their energy is a lot higher and how did they do it well you know diet and exercise unfortunately those two exciting things diet <laughs> exercise <laughs> that's how they did it huh yep. okay but that'd be a good thing. Yep. All right. I'm yep. going to consider diet and exercise New Year's yep. resolutions. I'm ready for it. Oh, this has been fun. We hope you've enjoyed this program as much as I have. As always, you can hear more from Dr. Holm online at prairiedoc.org, where you may also learn more about the exciting activities of the Healing Words Foundation. Tomorrow evening, be sure to check in to South Dakota Public Television with the On Call with the Prairie Doc at 7 o'clock Thursday night. So thank you so much, Dr. Ellsworth. It's been fun thank having you, you here with me today. Uh, thanks to all of you for listening to Prairie Doc, and I'll close with Dr. Holmes' weekly reminder. Stay healthy out there, people. <laughs>